Silence! And who are you to tell me to do so? You're not my dad. I'm your dad. Oh, shit. Sorry. Never mind. Silence! Oppenheimer! I myself am strange and unusual. This is Nerf Right Radio! Nerd Alert! See, this is the stuff that brings nerds together. So it's sort of social. Demented and sad, but social, right? If I'm interested in it, then by definition, it is nerdy. Are you a loser denial or something? I'm your co-host, man. My dad's a nerd. And welcome to episode 323 of Nerd Pride Radio. 323, I don't have a nerd fact about 323, and let me tell you why. See, first, I stumbled onto a Facebook uh, group during this search that was called Pegboard Nerds. Hey, hey, which did you, did you, that's also a band. Pegboard Nerds? Yeah. Maybe it was a, a maybe it was a page for the band. Anyway, uh, did you send that listener portrayal? I did, oh, I did not send out listener betrayal. Did uh, you send out listener yeah, betrayal? Yeah, let's, let's put this on pause just real quick. Oh, man. Whew, good catch. Now, with that out of the way, let me back up. 323, I don't have a nerd fact about 323, and let me tell you why. See, I first stumbled on a Facebook group called Pegboard Nerds. Which is a band. A band, apparently. An EDM band. A lot of right. dubstep, I a lot ass- of techno. I assumed it was people who were just nerds for pegboards, but apparently they're nerds for the band Pegboard Nerds. They, they could, Maybe. They could still be nerds for pegboards, because right. pegboards are a good way to make EDM nowadays. Right. So anyway, um, anyway, that only turned up because somebody in that group was posting up a, a number to text to uh, that was in the 323 area code. So all right, that didn't work for me. And then the next one was a group of pentatonics nerds. Again, only because there was a phone number to text to that was in the 323 area code. So I assume it's 323. Where is that? I didn't even know. I didn't look it up. Um, but then, then I found a subreddit. For, it's Los Angeles. It is Los Angeles. Got it. That makes sense. I found a subreddit for a group who called themselves the Name Nerds. Now, Name Nerds, now that's exciting to me. People who are nerds about names. Because I love names. And I love naming. I think it's awesome. Oh, that's pegboard nerds. So... So I'm reading that one, and uh, it, the link is for uh, someone calling out racism and classism within the Name Nerds group. And thus, I spent all of my remaining prep time for this podcast diving down that rabbit hole uh, and reading up on how uh, the Name Nerds, Name Nerds, people who are all about names, all about it being into names, and how a lot of them are being racist and classist because, for example, they spent a lot of time criticizing people who don't spell traditional names correctly. Like, seriously? You're in a name nerds group and that bothers you? Wow, you really... You're too uptight for it then. Just seriously. But anyway, so no other interesting fact. Ask me how I'm doing today. How you doing? Go on. How do you? Ask me. How you doing? 
I am awesome. My name is Mike Jones. I am a Pathfinder slash D&D nerd, a history nerd, a sci-fi nerd, a comic book nerd, computer nerd, movie nerd, comedy nerd, science nerd, gaming nerd, plus... There's like seven other kinds of nerds. I only wish I was nerdy enough to be. You are listening to Nerd Pride Radio, the place I go every week to Hebron with all the nerd stuff that just won't fit in my skull anymore. Oh, and there's Aiden. Oh, and also, by the way, when I say uh, that I, I only wish I was nerdy enough to be those kinds of nerds, my son came out to see me at work this week and hung out with me for lunch. And while he was there, Yancey broke out some of his new cheese that uh, Chuck got him. Some uh, some really cool cheese. I can't remember the name of it. While he was... A drunken goat? Drunken goat. While he was on vacation. And the drunken goat cheese, um, it's just fantastic. It's It tastes... Yancey and I both had the same reaction. It tastes a lot like Red Lester, except without the graininess, without the grittiness of like a, the dry dryness of a Parmesan or a Red Lester or something like that. Instead, it was this very creamy texture, but with that, that, that really tangy, awesome flavor. And... Uh, we're having this whole conversation about the cheese, and then that's when Aiden goes, cheese nerds. So it's official now. I'm a cheese nerd. I don't know if I'm going to put that in the credits, because I have enough trouble remembering No, no, there's only six kinds of nerds you only wish you were nerdy enough to <laughs> oh, be. Oh, I'm almost there. <laughs> I am 14% of the way to Nirvana. Um, <laughs> but anyway... Uh, Aiden is my lovely co-host. We're here together uh, to talk about stuff. And our sponsor this week is the Intergalactic Travel Bureau. Travel tip number 12. Remember, if you are on a foreign planet and you find yourself injured, do not call for a doctor. Call for a veterinarian. Because a doctor will have very species-specific medical knowledge based on the prime species of that planet. Well, a veterinarian will have a more generalized medical knowledge. And if you're lucky... He's worked on carbon-based lifeforms like you. <laughs> you and all of your bones. Safe travels. And before we get too far, that's right, it's time for yet another installment of our all-too-frequent segment, Mike was wrong! <gasps> Were you? Twice. Oh, that's yeah. more than usual. Well, on, at, as, as many as we're willing to admit per week, that's more than usual. As my brother pointed out last week, uh, Christopher Reeve apparently didn't die... Like 30 years ago, as I claimed. Uh, he died in 2004, which was like... 30 seven, years ago. 17 years ago. And I know where I made my mistake. It's when I was... When I heard the news uh, that Christopher Reeve had been injured when he had been paralyzed, I was sitting in a booth in Perkins where I worked during college. And so thus, I was thinking 30-something years ago when I was in college. But it turns out uh, that, was, that was not when he died. It was, it was, it was just, anyway, I was about to make a really bad joke and I'm not going to because I'm classier than that. Uh, also, uh, no one caught this or no one admitted to catching this. Uh, but, uh, last week when I said Elon Musk divorced his wife, made her one of the richest people in the world, that was Jeff Bezos who did that part. Which, and, and Aiden even brought up the name Jeff Bezos in all of this, uh, because they had been, they've been vying for one and two and Bezos has been number one for ages. So, I should have taken the hint from Aiden that, oh, yeah, it was Bezos that did that. I even talked about Bezos' wife donating, like... Yes, I know. I know you did. I'm dumb. Okay, so now it is time for the meticulously plotted portion of the podcast. This is the time for me and Aiden where we talk about all the interesting things that we've stumbled across during the last week or two. If something tickles our nerd fancies during the course of the the, uh, busy, busy weeks in between casts, we will add it to our master lists... Or actually, it's just a singular master list. And Aiden, 
sent me some stuff and I actually put it on the list for him this time, which is a first. So, uh, you know, we're getting better. He almost thinks of me as a person. We're getting there. And then the best stuff off of this list gets spewed out all over you guys every time we record. You You lucky lucky dogs. dogs. All right, straight into the master list. Oh, oh no, this is just two to do, isn't it? it? Oh, no, wait. Not yet. First, it's time for Nerd Pride's favorite game show. Aiden's friend John. Is it really? What one of your friends, and we'll just call him John, uh, contacted me <laughs> asking for some advice. Really? Yeah. So <laughs> did um, he? Yeah, well yes, he did. And so uh th- this John <laughs> okay. uh, You know what I appreciate this. I- I'm referring to him as John. Um You realize I don't have <laughs> near the movie knowledge you do, right? I no, I'm I made sure this is a good one. You're fine. Um all right, let me, let me resize this so I can actually read the whole damn thing. All right, there we go. All right, John actually works on the crew of an honest-to-goodness starship, like okay. a dream job, all right? Who wouldn't be thrilled to get to pay to get paid to fly through space? Hell, he is even the official ship's doctor, a position of respect, all right? But, but John, John has a problem, and he's turning to you for help. Uh, John's problem is the crew doesn't respect him, all right? He's often the butt of their jokes. Uh, the the other crew members can be extremely cruel to him, uh, as if they don't even recognize that he has feelings at all, when he cl- very clearly does. Um, he puts on a brave face. He, he tries to paint a rosy picture, but, um, you know, laugh and joke along with everybody else. But in reality, he's sad a lot of the time, and even though he's surrounded by other people, he's actually very lonely. What, what can he do, Aiden? Well, getting yourself more out there is one thing you can do, just, you know... I, I, know, I know it seems a little forceful, but it, it'll be fine. You just got to put yourself in these situations where, you know, you can interact with people. Make sure that they know that you're there. You get your word in. Just just try to be a little more social. Okay. Well, they're always talking about how how incompetent he is. They're always talking about how how awful he is, unpleasant to be around, and yet... He tr- again. He tries to get in there. I mean, what do you do with that kind of that kind of bullying? I don't. I mean, sometimes it's so bad he inks himself. Really, that one just threw me way off. A ship's doctor who may ink. Oh, himself? okay. Nope. Okay. <laughs> All right. So first off, <laughs> an honest to god shower would go a mile. <laughs> second of all, second off, if you claim to be a doctor and not a veterinarian, as the Galactic tra- Travel could Bureau be- could not believe that that was your sponsor. That was fantastic. Then make sure that you are a doctor for the species of the crew you work with, <laughs> and not just an old war buddy of your employer. <laughs> really. You know, that's pretty good advice. Um, um, do, do you know who this is? <laughs> yes! I d- this is John Zoidberg. This is John Zoidberg. John I forgot Zoidberg's John first name is... A. Zoidberg. I don't know what the A stands for. <laughs> Played by... Is it the same guy who does Fry? Yes. Okay, then uh, I don't know. No, it's the same guy that does The Professor. Who also does Fry. Billy West. Okay, I didn't know. From the property, I'm going to make you say Futurama. 
Futurama. All right, cool. I'll give you three out of four points. All right. That is not bad for a first time. I saw John Zoidberg, and I lost my shit. I'm like, oh, no, no, we have to do this one. So That was good. Yeah, I don't know if I would have gotten it. I mean, that's, I mean, the inking gave it away. Like, but. like I was trying to figure out, is, like, is one of the Star Trek doctors named John? Right. I knew that's where you And then go. you said inking himself, and I just completely lost everything I was thinking about. Oh, right, that one made me very happy. All right, cool. Um, so anyway, now, uh, you said something about chewing the dew? Yes! That's right, by some cruel, twisted act of God, this cookbook exists. And we're here to try every recipe in it. Every recipe. And this week this was an electric green fucking grilled cheese. Yes, I'm pretty sure it didn't say fucking, but yes. Um, let's see. Knowing Mountain Dew as a company, it might have. <laughs> it says, it says, no, it just says grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, that's a lie and you know it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, um, it's grilled cheese, but the filling, instead of using regular, regular cheese slices, you make a mixture of cream cheese, uh, shredded cheddar, uh-huh. food coloring, and extremely reduced Mountain Dew syrup. Yes. And then, yeah, you get all that mixed together, um, and it is an awful neon green color, and then you put it in the middle of the two slices of bread, and you grill it up. And uh, how'd you feel about it? It's good! It's got... It's it's like a grilled cheese with, like, fruity notes. Yeah, it, it it's not bad at all. It's, um... Hey, at least it didn't ask you to zest a lemon this time. Right? It, it was an interesting sandwich... However, I like just traditional American sliced grilled cheese better. So therefore, if I'm going to make grilled cheese, it seems unlikely that I'm going to go to all the effort required for this one. But this one was far simpler than most of the other recipes we've tried. Yes. And this is something that for fun, I could just make for my friends. If I was throwing a fancy grilled cheese party, if I had a theme going, if I if I needed to Make sandwiches for St. Patrick's Day, or God knows what other occasion you might have for neon green grilled cheese. Um, they're 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 good sandwiches. They're just you know a little more work than a regular grilled cheese, which is you know slightly better. Right. So so there you go. Or maybe maybe if I was right. uh, if when when I opened my grilled cheese uh, food truck, mm-hmm. we might have a variation of that that's being offered. Something like okay. that. Question. Let's say that I have a lactose intolerant friend. Yes. And so I grill up two slices of bread with nothing between them. Uh-huh. What is that? Um, it's toast. But I didn't toast it. Uh, you can grill toast, technically. Okay, it's 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 fried bread. I didn't fry it. Grilled bread. The official term is grilled bread. I had to look this up. Why'd you have to look it up? Because there was a TikTok where they were tiredly making grilled cheese at like 3 a.m. And one of them gets their plate back and there's nothing in there. He goes, this man did not put cheese on. You made me a grilled blank. (laughs) There's nothing there. Grilled bread. Um, See, so I was wondering if there was a proper name for just grilling bread. When I was growing up, we called it camp toast because we didn't have a toaster in our camper. 
So to make toast, my mother would sit there and grill the bread. And also, we never remembered to bring a spatula, so she always had to turn it with her fingers, and she always risked burning herself. And it was a big joke. So uh, anyway, see, because my mother hurting herself while serving oh, us was also, a big joke. Also, I am joke. eating one of these sandwiches as we speak. Oh, yeah, he is. Uh, again, pretty good. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, hey, and now it's time for a nerd culture report. I thought this was bowling for weirdos. No, Gonzo, but you are very, very close. Look, we're not going to make a huge deal about this one. This is just a quick segment, but we went and saw Cats. Mm. So, uh, the musical Cats, not just Cats. Let me tell you. Rum Tum Tugger broke his back on the stairs. (laughs) It was Rum Tum Tugger fell down the stairs right after... Is because I'm sure all of you are very familiar with uh, with cats and the whole story. Look, so right after the big fight with McCavity, which is not always with Rum Tum Tugger, <laughs> he lost his fight with McGravity though. <laughs> See, so Rum Tum Tugger fell down the stairs after the big fight with McCavity and uh, and uh, hurt himself. They called an intermission for about twenty minutes, and then he came back and finished out the the show. So uh, apparently, he was the not cats injured. are supposed to land on their feet. So, uh, my brother, when he found out that this had happened, he's like, he's like, first, was he okay? Second, assuming he was okay, how hilarious was that? And I said, well, you know, not at first, but then... And when you go to look, McCavity was stairs. That's because that requires they know the song, uh, McCavity. So does the first one. <laughs> That's true. But um, Aiden was relentless with these jokes. Feline? More like he can't feel his spine. That's that's the worst one. <laughs> oh my god, is there a veterinarian in the house? So, um, it was nonstop with those. And, uh, um, again, I'm glad the guy was okay. He finished out, he, like, he came out to thunderous applause. Um, he, he, at the end of the show, he was the last one to come out and take a bow, and so he did a whole wink and nod thing where he must have gotten three or four rounds of applause. He was re- well rewarded we, for his efforts. We need to make an apology. What? We have been accusing curiosity for years, <laughs> and turns out it was stairs that kills cats. So sad. <laughs> so, um, anyway, that's cats. Uh, the next show will be Hamilton, and that will be on uh, Halloween Day. So... Uh, we are watching, uh, we bought season tickets, and so uh, Cats was the one we were least looking forward to, but we got Hamilton coming up, we've got, uh, let's see, Fiddler on the Roof, Mean Girls, um, Town, and Dear Evan Hansen, those are the six. Mm-hmm. So those are our season tickets for the Orpheum in Omaha this year. Um, let's see, da, 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 da. okay, okay. And now for something completely different. Oh, something completely different, yeah. Just stuff we don't have a category for yet. And uh, um, first off, uh, the first thing under under now for something completely different says me and spoilers. And because uh, as I was listening back to the last episode, uh, we gave um, spoiler warnings and then we gave a content warning and I did the little timed out thing, which I was... Really kind of proud of actually doing it this time instead of just saying I was going to do it than not. Um, and I got to thinking about spoilers in general. And and me personally, I have discovered over time that, yeah, I prefer, like, not just no spoilers. I would love 
To know nothing. To go into something completely cold. Like someone just telling me, yeah. But here's the problem is when they say, oh, you have to watch this. I'm not going to tell you anything about it, but you have to watch it. I've had plenty of times where that's happened and I haven't gone to watch it until I get like just a bit of a trailer and then like, oh, oh, okay, I'll go watch that. Mm -hmm. Um, Or multiple people who suggest it. It's hard to go without knowing anything. But the times that I have, I feel like it really improves the experience for me. Although, on the other hand, science says that uh, I'm an outlier and a freak. Because science says that milk- I put I put my cereal after the milk. <laughs> right. What? Who wouldn't? What? I also I also go poop after a shower. Okay. No. Now you're a monster. So and, and and then and then I put my socks and shoes on as sock shoe sock shoe. Well, as long as you have the foot up there. I mean, it's so much work when you're old and fat to have to lean over. Get that foot. So, I mean, once you've got the foot in position to put things on it, you might as well finish the job, I'm guessing. Um, Anyway, uh, but science says that most people actually enjoy things better if they know pretty well how it's going to go. If they already know what to expect, even in vague terms, that it it is comfort food for people, that people in general... Rate things lower if they are, um, um, if it takes a turn that they weren't expecting. Not like, not like, not like a twist. I mean, like, not like Sixth Sense where, oh my God, no. But things like, like, you know, you were expecting, you know, you have no idea what's going on. And from the opening, it's like, oh, is this a comedy? And then it turns out it's not. And then they're like, oh, well, that's not the movie I thought I was going to go see. Um, Look, as the local Magic the Gathering tournament rat, I would not go to tournaments if I knew I was going to win. Okay, that's not the same thing. But it but it is. Hear me out. Because just like a movie, a game of magic has steps to take from beginning to end. Sure. If I know that my deck will play exactly the same every time, mm. I don't want to play it. No, no. Look. If you have watched a Hallmark Christmas movie, then you have seen every Hallmark Christmas movie. Okay, it's not like it's not like they vary from the theme. It's Why always would you willingly watch a Hallmark Christmas movie. Ask Jack's films. They Hallmark Christmas. I can't movies, stress enough; these are different movies. Yeah, this is Hallmark Christmas movies have a very Christmas rom coms. Essentially, it doesn't have to be Hallmark. They have a very specific pattern, and it's typically, you know, um, a woman from the big city who is uh, driven and works too hard, and um, and is possibly in a relationship that isn't going well. But that's secondary. Or winds up going back home for Christmas for some reason to a simpler place where um, she doesn't have the same pressures, and then she learns lessons about herself and. Uh, and about Christmas while, you know, falling in love with some hunky hometown guy. and It's like, it's the same movie. Every I, time. Yeah. We do the same thing. And people continue to watch those. Even though they've seen 20 of them, they will watch more of them because they like that comfort. I think... I got I got tired of watching Law & Order SVU when... I was just about I to could, talk about that. I could call... I can call the killer most... Well, I, maybe not anymore because I haven't watched it for a long time. But it was getting to the point where... 
every episode that came up, I'd be like, oh, there's your killer. Okay. The minute they walked on screen. Things like SVU. You know by the reaction, by the writing. CIA. NCIS? Yeah, that's the one. Hallmark movies. I think are meant for the more simple-minded. I don't agree. I don't uh, agree. And, 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 and that, that's not the words I wanted to use. I think... Those are definitely not the words I want to use. Um, right. I was going to say Republicans. No. No, <laughs> God, no. Because, because, like, I will still... I still watch NCIS, for example. Uh, I watch NCIS when I'm going to bed... Just before I fall asleep, I'll turn it on, maybe watch half an episode, maybe watch a whole episode. Because it's comfort food that doesn't require me to think. And even though I know really, how it's going to really, go... Really, the things that don't require you to think, you don't think are... Because sometimes, sometimes people want to enjoy something that isn't challenging them. Because the challenge... So you're saying the media that isn't challenging... It doesn't doesn't mean that I'm a simple person. No, although I am. But you enter a more simple-minded mode to enjoy it. it yes, but that's not the point. That's I, the exact I, I, point I'm. I making. see what you're saying, but I'm I'm what I'm saying is you can't judge. It sounded like you are judging the people who watch these things. If I walked up to someone and they said their favorite TV show is NCIS, I would judge them because you're a bad person. All right, but you get my point. Yes. So, yeah, my point is, me personally, I really, I really love stuff that doesn't have any spoilers at all. I love going in cold, but also, you know, in the right situation, there's times that all of us can enjoy something that that uh, I mean, like, like there's a reason that I have certain comfort movies that I've gone back and watched a dozen times. <laughs> Galaxy Quest. Galaxy. Well, yeah. Galaxy Quest. I've seen it at least thirty times now. I love Galaxy Quest. It's a great background movie. It's a great relaxing I, I, movie. I, I cycle me. through the Daniel Radcliffe Library, uh, Sans Lady in Black. Yeah, Lady in Black is just not that great. So, all yeah. right. Anyway, uh, enough about that. I'm cur- currently next up is uh, Horns. Nice. I love. And then horns. after that is Swiss Army. I Man. love Horns. All right. All right. Here, uh, another thing. In uh, now for something completely different. All right, all of you out there, all of you. All right. What I want you to do right now, seriously. As you're listening to the podcast. Does that include me? Yeah, I, you okay. too. Um, I want you to uh, pick one of your hands. I don't care which one. And raise it as high as you can. All right, as high as you can. Got it? All right. Now raise it higher. It doesn't go any higher. Uh, yeah, whatever. For the rest of you, yeah, he knows the <laughs> trick. This was this was his bit. Is The band teacher did this to him with the, okay, I want you to raise your hand as high as you possibly can. And he puts his hand all the way up. And then, all right, now. Go even higher than that. And so everyone raises their hand just a little bit higher. And he's like, see, now why didn't you do that in the first place? So Mean. So if I said if I said raise it as high as you possibly can, and then I tell you to go higher and you can, then you weren't trying the first time. <laughs> good, band, good band leader trick. Um, so uh, anyway, I just think that's clever. And, uh, and I thought it was really funny because... <laughs> Aiden brought up this story. We were coming back from Cats. We, we were at a restaurant. And Aiden brings it up, and he was just so bitter I, I had it. I had everyone do it. Yep. He's like, I hate that shit. God damn it. That's not <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, hey, next up, Gaming Table. I've got Dungeon Master's Guide. 
role-playing games, video games, board games, card games, any games, if it fits on our gaming table, we are here to share it with you. And I say we, but there are one, two, three, four, five, six items here, and none of them are mine. And you can talk on all of these points once I introduce them. Well, let's 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 do it fingertip style and, okay. and go through them. First off is Warhammer Nerds. Yeah? I get having a hobby. I get collecting for a hobby. But I went for the first time to a game shop with a Warhammer nerd, and he bought two sets. Uh-huh. He bought one large figure and a battle map set. Uh-huh. And spent four and a half hundred dollars. See, okay, I don't... Four hundred and fifty dollars. I don't get that, but again... So I each their own? I, yeah, exactly. I don't... Look, I, I've blown lots of money... On on my hobby, um, which is all gaming stuff, um, I have got I have got shelves and shelves of board games down there. Um, some of them only played once, if that. Um, so I get that there's you know people spend their money how they want. If it makes them happy, it makes them happy. But I just don't. I I've never played Warhammer, and so I don't know. I don't it's know a where. A lot like HeroScape. Okay, so. Okay, then I guess I know some of the thrill of it. I was going to say, I don't know where the thrill of Warhammer is for people, and I'm sure it's different for everybody. It's like Heroescape, but on a much larger scale. Right, because Heroescape, I loved Heroescape, and I loved, um, I loved collecting the figures. I loved having every set. Man, that whole collector's mentality of you have to have all of them, and it's nice because, you know, it's not a collectible game. You get to go out and just buy the ones you need. Awesome. But, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. But I don't get it. I mean, that's a lot of money for. But then you know, look, I don't. I also, I don't understand the thrill of the guys who spend a thousand, two thousand dollars on on all the gear and everything they need uh, to go out hunting, and then come back with something that they then maybe have a head to mount, which they will pay for, and also have uh, meat that they are going to pay you know, $8 a pound, $10 a pound for processing for what meat they get out of it. Um, it's the novelty. And, and yeah, and again, it's, it is for them. It's, it's all about the joy of hunting. It's not right. When, what other chance do you have to murder something? Right. It's not, it's not about the meat. It's not about the end product. It's not about the, I mean, even when they mount the head um, or do some other uh, display thing, it's it's a reminder of the fun they had hunting, and you know, and for some of them, it's it's the actual hunt itself. Some it's the camaraderie, and I don't get spending that much money on it. But then you know, they look at me like I'm silly when uh, when I tell them how much money I've put into uh, Pathfinder books, for example. So you know, teach their own, I suppose. And then, why is it whenever I see? People trading cards in a game shop. Uh huh. Why do they sound like they're making an illegal drug deal every time? Is it because they want to make it seem like they're doing something cooler than they are? Mm, no, no, no. It's it's because for them, again, if you're invested in the game, and I am not, but if you're invested in that game, and especially if it's a collectible trading card game, where Sometimes trades like this are the only way you're going to get that product. Um, the stakes for them are very high. These are cards that are worth uh, that are worth a serious number of real world dollars, and 
uh, in their minds are worth even more than that as collector's items, as as actual cards for gameplay, that kind of stuff. So for them, this is my this is my thought, is because the stakes are so high that yeah, this is all whispered back and forth, heated discussions. Um, your original point said, why does it always sound like they're doing an arms deal? Yeah, because they kind of are. You know, it's like they're they're trading ordinance here. Um, so. I mean, in my opinion. Right but again, this, I'm, right. I'm not. I'm not there, so I don't know. Pat, maybe you can tell us more. Yeah, Pat, please, please write in. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, the, these first three points all come from a trip to Sioux City. I took a few buddies of mine, and uh, I have local game store guilt. Yeah. Every time I walk into a local game store that is, you know, not a big corporation, I feel bad if I walk out without buying something. Right. So I usually just pick up like a set of dice or something. Yes. Which is nice of you to always, at least, even if they don't have what you're looking for, they don't have something novel, uh, do something to, hey, I've come in, I've invaded your space. Uh, right. And I know I know, I am not obligated to do that. No, obviously you're not. But I would, I would feel bad if I didn't? Okay. Where I feel that guilt... Is yes, indie game stores absolutely, and when I go to some craft fair type thing, when it's a bunch of booths and people selling their stuff, like I'm okay with not making eye contact and just walking by them. But when I stop in and I'm looking at their handcrafted items because I actually want to take a look at something. You know, look, 99% of the time, I'm only looking because I think it's interesting. I don't want it in my home. I don't want to... I have no place for it, no use for it, but but I think it's interesting, and I would like to admire the craftsmanship, and I would like to just take mm-hmm. a look at it. And yet, by going in and actually looking at it, handling it, the person then engages you in conversation, so you have a little talk about what the item is, mm-hmm. and then go, yeah, okay, I'm not buying today. But I, that feels, I mean, like, like it's not just even that it's their their shop. It's like they personally invested themselves in this item. Even even if it's one of those chintzy mass-produced kind of, you know, where, yes, it's handcrafted, but they, like, kind of crank them out a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, even then, they still put in real time. Like right. Yancey's Yant- doing that at home. He's got uh, his laser cutter, and so he can laser etch all sorts of stuff, and he, um, God, he did a really cool one, a... Uh, a friend of ours um, who works way out west, but he he is an amateur painter, amateur photographer, and he had a painting that got completely screwed up, and so it was all these layers of, of black and green on a canvas. And so Yancey used his laser etcher, his laser cutter, to etch down into the paint, so it peels off enough layers to get down to canvas, and he created the Hulk out of this ruined painting. Um, and he just created the Hulk out of it by, you know, just taking a picture of the Hulk, plugging it into the machine, run the canvas through. That was cooler than crap. And yeah, it's, you know, he took someone's junk, he put in a pre-made program that would etch that thing down for him. And, but it's still, it took Yancey, I mean, you know, it's like a good two, three hours of his time invested in mm-hmm. making sure it all worked. Um, so, yeah, I feel guilty walking away without something. Right. And, I mean, I still do. But although... God, how many times? How many times do those people have to hear the? Oh, you know what? You know what? We're gonna 
keep going because we've got a lot of stuff to do today, but we'll be back before the end of the day. And then you never come back. How many times do they hear I have say never, that? I never do that. We we have used that a couple of times or the, uh, well, you know what? We might be back. Uh, but we know we're not coming back. It's just a lie. I usually use the, look, as cool as this is, I have no place for it. I, I, can't, I can't. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. And that's the better answer. God, I really, really appreciate what you're doing here. It's not doesn't work for me right this moment, but man, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. That would probably be um, not only more honest, but but better for them. Next up, I'm going to talk about the three kinds of people who roll dice. Okay, there are the halflings, where you know my friend's got dice, I'll just borrow his. Uh huh. Or the elves who have you know their well now now to to be fair to be fair um. I mean, dice are really kind of community property when you're at a table. I mean, um, honestly. Look, if you're a new player, be a halfling all you want. Okay. If you have been at my table for two years, you kind of need to evolve to an elf, at least. But you have so you have so many dice. You're not using all of them. I mean, depends what I'm throwing at you guys. <laughs> so, okay. And then there's elves, who have, you know, one to three just sets. That each dice belongs to its own set. So far, I haven't heard any description of you. <laughs> uh, well, you sort of have. And then there's dice goblins. Yeah, must collect clank clack math rocks. Which is you? Why? Why do I feel so attacked? Oh my god! And the problem is, is that I'd like to think of myself as a dice goblin. Uh huh. But as I do have a whole treasure chest full of dice, they all belong to sets. Right, right. You all, you keep all of yours there. I, I would like to be a goblin. Look, I, I am somewhere sitting between elf and goblin, and it feels bad, man. I love but getting random crap dice. From, like You just buy a pound of dice. I could not believe I walked into the... Goddamn Dollar Tree. Do they have just a pound of dice? Not anymore. Oh, did you buy all the pounds of dice? <laughs> no, they had they had sets of dice. Like, a full set of, of seven, and for a buck. Like, dollar dice. So, and they were all the same orangey-red color. I mean, like, they didn't even have different colors of sets. It was all the same. They had four packs there. I bought four packs. So, I mean... I will take anything, and when when I go to Gen Con, any anywhere that I see a bin full of random dice that you can buy by the mug full or the pitcher full, you know I am walking away with a bag full of assorted garbage. I right. love that. But I used to hate that I sit in this camp between elf and goblin. Yeah, but I realize that as a DM who frequently gets new players, it is perfect. Uh huh. Because all I have to do is go to my chest, pick out two sets, and then just hand it to the new player. Yes. Love doing that. And my sets aren't hard to find, and now they have matching dice in front of them. Uh huh. It, it's it's better for presentation. Nice. Now my goal is to have at this point enough sets to fill up my treasure chest. Uh-huh. Because. A real goblin knows what their treasures are. <laughs> nice. Uh, next up. 
Next up. Ah, gamer drowning. It is the opposite of gamer burnout. Where, you know, you're playing games and you get to this point where you're like, God, I just don't feel like playing anything. Uh Uh-huh. Well, now I'm gamer drowning, and I've got so many games that I really want to play right now. and So many games and so much opportunity, and you just can't get to all of them. Yay. You have the hardest problems in the world. I know, because first off, I have freaking uh, Demon X Machina, which is uh, mech dogfighting. Not, not, not like pitting dogs against each no, other, No, no, like I get what you're air saying. Air combat. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Wow. It's so fun. And then uh, Call of Duty just released their new season for zombies. Uh-huh. And uh, Far Cry 6 Far just Cry- dropped. I have I can't hear enough about Far Cry 6. <laughs> so. It's the most political Far Cry yet. And it stars What's-His-Name from Breaking Bad as the one of the bad guys. And uh, that guy is, is great as a, a creepy, over-the-top villain. He's awesome. He makes the world's greatest dictator. Ah, that's awesome. So, yeah, I greatly, uh, greatly appreciate that. But um, I'm not going to talk on that. What I do want to spend a little time talking about is my proudest moment as a DM. Okay. This, by the way, may be the second time you've used that exact wording no, I've for a never segment. No, I've I, I, I've been how proud I am of him. This is my number one proudest moment. What, your new proudest moment? I believe you, I I will have to go back through show notes. I would swear I have seen. Prove me wrong. I'm gonna. I can just edit anything I want in the show notes. What are you going to do, go back and re-listen to an episode? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. So, we have a politically heavy session. Wait, you know what we need? We need some really, really over-the-top super fans out there who would just go find that moment for me. I don't think we have anyone that devoted no. to us. So, anyway. Anyway, we have a very politically-fueled session where one of my players realizes that they may need to destroy their homeworld because the people coming out of it are very, very evil trying to conquer the universe. And he's arguing with... After session, they're all arguing about... They're arguing politics in a world I made. Nice. They have a legitimate political beliefs. Like, the game is over. In a world that I invented. That's pretty awesome. And so... They're all talking back and forth, and they're all saying, Look, if push comes shove, if we need to glass this planet, we need to glass this planet. And he, uh, this player's fighting back, saying, "Well, we we gotta we gotta try everything else we can first. And everyone agrees, yes, absolutely. But if push comes to shove, we need to glass the planet. And he's fighting back and fighting back. And as a DM, I try to stay neutral in these things, and I feel I still did. But I know that his character. Is deathly loyal to the king. Uh huh. Deathly loyal. Then this isn't remaining neutral. <laughs> it, I was proving a point. I was not saying this is the plan. I was making sure he would be willing if the moment came to it. Go for it. So I stood up, using my king's voice, and said, Elydramar! You will glass this planet. 
And the moment I said his name, the room went silent. That was a great effect. Oh, I, I, and I had to continue. I had to give this whole speech about if you don't, and it comes down to it, millions of people will die. You know it what? is the lives of the many over the lives of the few. I, look, one of the hardest moments of any game. The the okay, the first time I had a player turn on other players was in Paranoia, so that was actually really but funny. I mean, isn't that the point of Paranoia? Yeah, that was really funny and super awesome. Okay, the first time it happened in earnest in a serious game um, was when we. They busted down the door of the innocent gnome cottage, took the innocent gnomes prisoner, realized that they were innocent, and then two of them said, well... Now, witnesses. Yeah, we're going to have to kill them. We can't leave witnesses here because uh, otherwise the jig is up. We will, we will never get in if, uh, if we leave these people alive. To which the cleric said, no, that's not going to happen. And, like, it got to the point where they, like, drew weapons, and I was, as a, as a DM, I was in a panic. Absolute panic. Because I, I, what, I, I'm a, I, let's play itself out. And I just, I, I, I did nothing. Look, again, I let it go. I like to stay neutral in these things. But the reason I stepped in on this occasion is because the person who plays Ollie yeah. happens to be a very emotional short-tempered kind of person who, like a Sith, thinks in absolutes. Mm-hmm. When when they say if we need to, we're going to glass the planet, he's reading this is our first option. We're not thinking of anything else. Uh-huh. So when they ask, would you get glass the planet, he he's not thinking of all the steps you took before glassing the planet. All the Trying to get the innocence off. Right. Trying to talk to people. Understanding where they're coming from. He just sees this is the one option they're presenting him with. The important thing to take away, though, is... You ended the session, and then they sat around and talked politics about an in-game world that you created. Yeah. See, that's the fun part. Well, no, no. The the proudest moment was me using my king voice and the world goes silent. (laughs) Like, like he was in the room. No, 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 no. That's just that's just stage magician trickery. No, no, you're you're right. It's, it's talking political about my world. That's right. And uh, man, did I not have more than that? Cats, spoilers. Oh, I only had the three things. Okay, yeah, yeah. cool. Hey, we're good. It's time for the Oh, he did beep. I was just too busy. Yeah. Okay. Ah, couldn't find couldn't find R two there for a minute. I thought we were gonna have to do that all night. Um, what's the number? Ninety seven. Ninety seven. Oh, if you roll that on a percentile, you're pretty much doing whatever you want. You're gonna love this. Why do you know what ninety seven is? I don't. But you're still gonna love this. Watch this. Uh-oh. Oh. Hey, we are in dire need of some uh, potomatic questions. 97 is the last one on the list. So... any Anyone and everyone. 
This includes new and old listeners. Please give us questions. If you think we've already heard them, let me tell you, we probably have, but ask them again. Okay. What was your favorite toy ever growing up? This is a question from your mom. Oof. Your favorite toy ever. Like... Because the toys I got the most use out of, the toys that I could it be a toy type? Because they all just kind of go together. Yeah, sure. Bionicle. Bionicle. I was gonna say Lego. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the same company. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, to me, uh, Lego was was absolutely my favorite toy of all times. I mean, there was other things like um, my first handheld electronic football game. Oh my god! Oh no, no, no! You do not like. Getting that thing down to a science, and it was just, it, it was a stupid little game. It's like nothing. But whatever I see. One of those Gameco games? Yeah, and like, like literally, you can only, you can't even run backwards. You can go up, down, forwards. That's it. You can't even back up at this point. Um, there's only three slots on the field. It's just a, anyway, um, I love that game. One of those little Game & Watch style handhelds? Yeah. Um, or my uh, my Merlin. Uh, Merlin was great. Merlin was a little red uh, push button thing that had a bunch of different games in it. Um, you could use it for puzzles. You could use it for playing a game kind of like Simon. Simon was also these early electronics. Loved them, but they were nothing compared to Lego. Love Lego. You had a really sad childhood, huh, dude? They were. I look. Okay, my favorite. My favorite was my stick and hoop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mike bang rock together. What, what's the new number there? Oh, that is twenty five. That's the only thing funnier than twenty four, according to SpongeBob, at least. Oh, 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 okay, got it. I missed the reference. Um, Ronster, hey Ron, what is your latest home repair or home improvement? Uh. I was just going to make the uh, Tim Allen noise, but I decided against it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um? I'll, I'll give you mine. Um, my latest home repair or home improvement. Oh, I can't even think. I've been working on the dishwasher, but that didn't go so well. Oh, I did, uh, um, I did replace the smoke detectors. Which, you know, not like it was tough. I bought new smoke detectors, put batteries in them, and then, you know, hung them on the wall. But uh, they do that. So. I live in an apartment. Okay. Oh, you did um, You did have a uh, marathon cleaning party with all of your friends. Of, that was a, of that was three a home whole apartments. That was, a, yeah, the entire, almost the entire apartment building. No, the, the whole building. Oh, okay. I thought there were four apartments in the building. Yes, but one was already spotless because they had just moved out. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so anyway, they wound up cleaning the entire apartment building uh, and then got chewed out because the dumpster was overflowing. <laughs> you ask us to clean and then get mad at us when we clean. I don't get it. Oh, maybe if you weren't such slobs that it overflowed the dumpster in the first place. We aren't. We are not slobs. Well, okay, no. One whoa, person whoa. in that building. We are all slobs. One is a much bigger slob than everybody else. What if God was just a slob like all of us? Oh my god. It is godlike. You're right. Look, one person was accountable for 60% of the trash thrown away. I know. 
81. And that person was, uh, we'll call him John. We'll call him John. 81. And also, that John doesn't listen to the podcast, so I feel comfortable talking about it. <laughs> uh, it's from Kyle. Hey, Kyle. It says, I have an episode of My Friend John. Oh, do you? Only one point is available in this game. You have to name My Friend John. So, get ready and give it's him John. advice. Okay. I have a friend. You might know him. His name is John. Pretty good friends and have a lot in common. Way more in common than most people. But here's the problem. <laughs> I already know who his friend John is okay. before I even read the next part of it, which I think is going to give it away. Um, but I'll go ahead and give it away. Uh, way more common than most people. But here's the problem. is Whenever we go out... Oh, is it, is it John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt? <laughs> yeah. Whenever, whenever people are around, they always shout. <laughs> Always shout about my name. Uh, any advice? <laughs> Change it, man. Is it is it possible that maybe one of you could be John and one could be okay. Jack, and maybe you could just leave off gonna, the Jingleheimer gonna, Schmidt? Are you going to tell me that your first name is John, your middle name is Jacob, and then your last name is Jingleheimer Schmidt? Jingleheimer Schmidt. Yes. Uh, his his name is. Um, oh, so, what? Some yeah, people call you the J Man. I don't know. Something Wertherman Jansen? What was it? Schmitty. Schmitty. Schmitty Wertherman Jansen. <laughs> he was number one. <laughs> See, I do get some SpongeBob references. <laughs> All right. Um, all right, we get one point. Go ahead. This is the last one. 71. 71. 71 comes from... Oh, it's from Jacob. Hey, Jake. How's it going? Well, hey, Jacob. Have a good weekend? Uh, it's a long weekend because it's Indigenous People's Day tomorrow. Uh, he yeah, says, for you. Mad Lib. Come up. All right, all right. Here we go. Ready? Ready? Uh, come up with uh, a name. Aiden. Got it. All right. Um, you can do some of these, too, if you want. We need Aiden. And then, uh, let's see. Uh, noun. Banana. Banana. Excellent. Banana. Um, uh, let's see. God darn it. I got to keep track. Object of meaning to you. Computer. Computer. And then verb and noun. Uh, verb. Running. Run. And noun. Um, noun. Uh, cheese ball. Okay, ready? You're Mad Lib. I I am Aiden, harbinger of banana. I swear by my computer. I will run every cheese ball before I draw my last breath. Huh? That's not bad. I've heard worse. You know, if we had just done the 12-year-old thing and picked mostly dirty and gross words for all of this, it would have been much funnier. (laughs) Yeah, thought about it. I mean, seriously, um, you know, if it had been, I am Aiden, harbinger of these nuts. See, we could have done much better. I'm sorry, Jacob. I feel like we've let you down. But anyway, uh, I suppose that was a decent way to cap off the, uh, fine. 54. 54? 54 is from Calvin. Well, hey, Calvin. Five... Five Potomatics, five different people. That's pretty cool. 
That doesn't happen very often. You're running your own convention. What do you name it? And what's it for? Oh, jeez. It's Nerd Pride Con, obviously. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's for games. It's for, it's for all of the, in fact, you know what? Since it's Nerd Pride Con, it would be mostly gaming, but then we'd also have, uh, um, a bunch of, uh, exhibitions of nude, or nude, nerd. Sorry. I don't know where that came from. Nerd movies? I said nude movies. Um, because, because I said exhibition, and then I said, God, exhibition makes it sound like a nudie film in my head. And then I, anyway, doesn't matter. Um, we would show nerd movies, uh, and, and, uh, we'd sit around and probably, probably we'd, uh, We'd have adult beverages for the people who are allowed to consume adult beverages. And uh, it would basically just be a big party with me and my friends, really. Um, but it would last four days. And it would be pretty awesome. God, why are we not doing that? God, Talvin. See, my, my, Talvin, you're the organized one. Set this up. Mine would be called E10. Yeah? Yeah. Because you're uh, you're seven better than E3? No, because uh, you're E10D's nuts. Woo! Bravo. Bravo. I, I am so proud of you for coming up with that on the spur of the moment and catching me completely off guard. That was lovely. <laughs> that was really beautifully done. Okay. Now we got to hand it over to GLaDOS. Now, now is a perfect time to end this. GLaDOS, give us a recap of this week's episode so far. Remember when the platform was sliding into the fire pit and I said goodbye, and you were like, No way. And then I was all, we pretended we were going to murder you. That was great. Holy hell, how did we forget? Hot dog, this is the Nerd Pride Radio Pod-O-Matic. At the end of our guest, we bring out R2 in his fully pimped out Pod-O-Matic bubble. And he rolls up random topics for us to talk about. And where, where do these topics, topics come from, you ask? Well, that's where you come in. You want to hear us haver on about something? You send your question or topic to us by email, or better yet, in a private message on my forums at nerdpiradio.com slash babble. Babble. And in fact, we really, really, really need you to send in some, because yes, we, we were at 97 when this episode started, so we're at 92 now. Hey, hey, Ryan, you promised me 200 questions. Where are they? So now, having said that... Um, this podcast is copyright 2020 by 2021. Damn it. By Nerd Pride Radio. By Nerd Pride Radio. The opening and closing theme is Death Metal Disco by Ian Cronk. as performed by Black Dove Underground. My bumper music this week, uh, Weezer's in the Garage. And uh, did I leave a spot for the music for um, for my friend John? If so, it was uh, it was Birdhouse in Your Soul um, by They Might Be Giants. If I did that. And then that was it. Look, all the songs I use are available on a variety of music services. Check them out, listen to them, buy them, enjoy them. Wouldn't put them in my podcast if I didn't love them. Uh, if you want to help out Nerd Pride, subscribe to this podcast and whatever podcatcher you use. And write us a nice review or a crappy one, as long as it's got five stars, because we're tricking the algorithm, people. Help us. Uh, if you really want to do something super nice for this podcast, recommend it to your friends. If you're enjoying it, then spread the word and let other people enjoy it as well. Word of mouth is my bread and butter, people. Uh... Remember, I am always looking for you listeners to do my work for me. Don't forget to send me questions and topics for the Podomatic. Please, Podomatic, it's time. Uh, let me know if you want to be included in the listener betrayal at the end of the cast. And if you have a really interesting nerd fact about an upcoming episode number, send it to me. Save me all of that grueling research. 
My contact information is Mike at NerdPrideRadio.com, at NerdPrideRadio on some social medias, but I don't ever check those. Uh, I don't even check my own Facebook anymore, uh, much less NerdPrides. But to be completely honest, the very best way to talk to me is come sign up for my forums at NerdPrideRadio.com slash babble. Sign up, send me a message, we will hang out together, and we will become best friends in the world, and that we includes Aiden. Aiden will also yes. become your best friend in the world. We'll have fun. Before we start recording every podcast, I post up to my ever-vigilant Gallium Club members, and Aiden sends out messages to his beautiful and always talented Platinum Club members, and we say, hey, we are recording, and anything that those people say during the during the duration of our recording will be read off at the end of the episode, which Speak is what we are doing. forever hold your peace. Which is what we are doing right now. We, we, we have a stop. Hold on. Sorry, we had to pause it because someone's in the other room and can hear us and had not finished filling out her answers yet. So now we are good to go. Uh, we're going to start off with, uh, with my Gallium Club members. And let me make sure I've caught everybody here. All right. Yep. So it starts off. Wait. No, 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 no. Okay, good. Because sometimes people send stuff in while I'm still sending it out to other people. And so they kind of get lost in the non-responses, uh, and you hate that. So, um, they get lost in the sauce. Exactly. So Kaz starts. Uh, I said, "Nerd Pride, Nerd Pride, Nerd Pride." We are recording. Ask us anything, but also give us your favorite one-liner joke. I would have responded, but I don't have any one-liner jokes. I tried. <laughs> um, Kaz says, "What is your nerdy plan for 2022?" Are you feeling like you could do a convention in person? Uh, yeah, actually, 2022 is uh, is Noah's. Noah has just turned 16. Oh. So it is time for Noah to go to Gen Con with me. Well, he's going to turn 16 just before Gen Con. You knew Darn what I meant. It. That means I can't go. Well, we'll see. Yeah, and Eli also needs to go again. But anyway, this is Noah's year. So yeah, 2022, I'm probably going to try and go to Gen Con, uh, unless everything flares up again and gets weird. But yes, planning on it. Um, also, how do you baffle a millennial? Give it a rotary phone. <laughs> he doesn't... Why is the oven on? Someone accidentally bumped it? I don't know. Turn it off. That would be bad. All right. While here, while they're doing that, I'm responding to Kaz and saying, "I don't know how." There we go. So uh, that was Kaz. We'll see if he responds before this is over. And then uh, next is Walrus. Walrus says, uh, oh. "Walrus's response is Walrus." That's it. A one word, one liner. I am my own joke. Oh. What, Emily? Emily, is that you? Are you trapped in that walrus? <laughs> then he responds with, Yay, I got this one in on time. Got in there before it's all over. Story of my life. Emily? 
No way. Um, next is Jacob. And Jacob said, uh, A trophy is an award you give someone who hasn't moved a muscle in over a year. Oh. 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 Atrophy. Oh, thank, thank God Aiden's here to explain the joke. Because, you know, a joke's like a frog. Right. The more you dissect it and pull it apart, the, the quicker it dies. See, because, you know, it's... Uh, I'm not going to go over the whole bit. All right. I don't have the energy. But then, then I sent the same message to Kyle, and Kyle said, the Roman emperor's wife hates playing hide-and-seek with him. He goes, wherever she goes, Julius Caesar. Oh. Boo. Uh, and then he says, as a great request, here's one for you. You have a, you have $10 million to donate to one organization. What organization, organization do you choose, and why? I would have said the Thirst Project, but then one of their heads of board turned out to be a pedophile, so... Oh. Um, I am going to... Uh, oh. Well, wait, it doesn't... Oh. The, the the Mike Jones Appreciation Club. You just say an organization. You don't say it has to be a charity or a non-profit. Screw you. I'm taking the 10 mil and walking. All right. Um, next up is... Uh, oh, this is from uh, this is from Katie. Not your Katie. Jacob's Katie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that, that would be cat for me. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, anyway, doesn't matter. So anyway, uh, Katie... Uh, who has probably never listened to this podcast before, and I just sent her this request out of the blue. Uh, she gives me a, a lol and then says, when life gives you melons, you're probably dyslexic. I spilled the spot remover on my dog, and now he's gone. That one's <laughs> oh, a classic. So I was walking my, my dog around the building on the ledge, because, you know, some people are afraid of heights, but I'm afraid of widths. Yeah. It's all Stephen Wright. Uh, then from Lisa, my lovely wife, blunt pencils are really pointless. So true. Um, uh-oh. So I, uh... <laughs> hey! Aiden. Yeah. How do you how do you baffle a millennial? How do you? I don't know. I'm still waiting. How do you baffle a vegetable? And so he's brought up a a bit from Swamp Thing by Alan Moore. Can I, can I not get this picture? There we go. Blow that sucker up. Ooh, Constantine. Before you go, I should tell you that there are a few human beings. Don't say it. Okay, hold on. Hold on. This is great. As I as I read this, this comic to myself... Um, on air, and then, okay, here we go. Besides, I've been really, I've got this really ace joke I've been dying to tell you, says Constantine to Swamp Thing. How do you baffle a vegetable? All right, so he then complains at using me as a strip. So, how do you, ba- ba- and so, yeah, Constantine walks away, and then Swamp Thing just winds up mulling this over and over and over in his head because he's baffled. Yeah, there's just no answer. Alright, I guess. Yeah, I, I get it. You put him in a round room and tell him to go sit in the corner. Alright. That's it for me. Alright, cool. Uh, I sent out to the Platinum List 
Uh, howdy, Platinum members. My dad and I are recording today. If you'd like to say wait, something, wait, can I, just, can I just check Now's your chance. We will just read anything you send us. Seriously, anything you type will be read off this week's question. Would you rather fight a chicken to the death every time you get in your car or fight an orangutan once a year, but you get a sword? Okay. Sorry, I had to do my read-off or else I'd lose my rhythm. What no, that's saying? fine. That's fine. Um, I was just going to say that... Uh, did, didn't I, in my questions, specify that you need to give me your funniest one-liner? And then I look at, no, I said your favorite. Damn it. So it only has to be funny to them. Right. Um, all right, so anyway. So anyway, would I rather... To get into my car every day, have to kill a chicken. Now, now that, every, that, that means both ways. Right, every day. Sometimes twice a day. Every day when I get into my car, I have to kill a chicken. Or, or, just once a year, kill an orangutan, but I, I'm allowed to use a sword. Yes. Okay. Now keep in mind, they will try to fight you to the death. I have already, I have already given my answer, but I'll elaborate. Chicken. Chicken all the time. Yeah. Because, uh, I, I'm figuring that, you know, look, after the first six or seven, you're really good at killing chickens. I'm I'm going to be bringing my my industrial work gloves with me everywhere. I'll have the tools I need. I will be, like like paintball face mask. Yes, I will be very good at killing chickens by then, and then I'll have a bunch of chickens. I mean, like I can't eat a you know three five chickens a day, um, but uh, you know maybe maybe I can maybe I can make money selling these. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, the first one comes just from Dominic. Okay. Who says, I'd fight the orangutan with a sword once a year. That way I know I'm not contrary, contrary to getting fucked up every time I get in my car. Okay. That's reasonable. I mean, chickens are mean. Yes. But God, can you, can you put an orangutan to the sword once a year? I mean, like, it's just, it's just. They're smart enough to try to do puppy dog eyes at you. Right. It's just often enough to make it. Make it really miserable for you, but not often enough that you get used to it. Right. Uh, the next one comes from Ben. Ben says, chicken, because I'll just get a motorcycle and never fight the chickens. Ah, that's cheating. No. Wow. You understand the spirit of the question. How dare you? It's always Ben who never plays along. Come on, Ben. Play with me in this space. The next one comes from Ryan. Ryan says, quick counter question. Are... Th- are they the same animal? If yes, give me that chicken. <laughs> An orangutan is too much of a tank and can adapt fast. And if that fucker gets this sword, you you and the entire world are fucked. So still give me the chicken. Because I, I can't kill monkey. Okay. Good call. God. <laughs> Somehow you are disarmed by an orangutan. And put to the sword. Well, and again, like, yeah, he's got a good point. If you're just killing the same orangutan who keeps coming back every year, yeah, eventually he'd figure your shit out. No, I think it's a different orangutan. Because you imagine, like, an orangutan, like, running the way they do with their arms over their head, except he's got a sword. Uh-huh. I like it. Uh, the next one comes to us from Stephanie. She says... The most beneficial option is obviously the chicken. You gain an entire meal every time you need to go to the market. World hunger solved, except for the vegans. <laughs> Could you imagine putting this to a vegan? Alright, what what if you... There's gotta be a name for it, but you're a, a vegan 
who only eats vegan except chickens that have to be killed to start your car. <laughs> okay. Uh, Autopoietarians? Yeah. Yeah, I can't. Anyway. I got nothing. Uh, the next one comes from Jacob. And he says, chicken, easily. Super easy to break their necks, and with practice, you get really good at it. Thank you. My and son. make a killing selling the meat. My son. That's awesome. You never get good at killing an orangutan. <laughs> uh, the next one comes to us from DM Darks. Hey, Pat. He says, I'm going with the orangutan on this one. I've been trapped in a bathroom with a raven. <laughs> the experience was truly horrifying. Being in a more enclosed area at least twice a day with a bird that can survive a beheading? No way, sir. No way. <laughs> I need that story of you in a bathroom with a raven, please. You know what? I, it, I did not picture, by the way, that in order to start your car, you have to get into the car... And then the chicken's coming from somewhere in the car. Like, you're outside the car and you're looking. You don't see a chicken. You don't see a chicken. You get in. Shut the door. Shut the door. Chicken. <laughs> okay. that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we might have to more clearly define the circumstances here. Now, I'm still going chicken, but. Yeah, still chicken. Uh, Kyle says, I'm going with the chicken, but only because you didn't preclude weapons against it. Right. Right, right. That's, again, the work gloves, the... I'm going to have a tube that I can insert my exhaust into the car, and then I'll fight the chicken to the death by using remote start on my key fob. Ah, ha, ha, whoa, whoa. It's every time you get in the car. Wait, wait, read, read your exact, uh... Fight a chicken to the death every time you get in your car. Oh. So remote start would not kill the chicken, because the chicken isn't there yet. Now, unless you're talking about putting on a, oh, yeah, yeah, no, you know, you don't mention putting on a gas mask to then right get in your carbon-filled plus, car. Plus, plus, yeah, you'd have to get in, and you'd still have the chicken there until and, it suffocates, right? And then you'd have to wait till the car fills up with carbon monoxide. Although, no, you could you could use the remote start and then get in and wait for it to choke to death. Right, you wear your gas mask. That's all right. That's a lot. But 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 he he didn't mention any of that. He just misunderstood the question. Clearly, Kyle Kyle is not much for complex thought. Uh, I know. Uh, he says, "Here's a question for y'all: sopping wet or just damp?" Well, it depends. How much time do I have? Um. Okay. Knowing my brother, he's uh, he's asking about uh, uh, getting a a kitchen towel to clean something up with. And uh, you just want it damp. You're not going to... Sopping wet, you're just slopping water around. No, no, no. Somewhere work. in between. You want a nice middle ground where you have enough water. Yeah, enough, just enough in it that if you squeeze it, you could get a little water right. out of it. But, um, but yeah, not soaking wet. There's almost almost never a time when you really want something that's... Uh, yeah, you're, no, no, I need, that, I need that completely saturated and dripping. And, Depends. Yeah. Okay. You're trying to clean human shit off tile. Maybe you want it sopping wet to, you know, dilute what you've got. Right. Maybe. But, uh. And that's what comes from Caleb. Oh, alright. And Caleb says, Definitely an orangutan, cause I'd get a sword that's, that's a, cause I'd get a sword and that's a given. 
it'd be badass, and two, who can say that they'd get to fight an orangutan every year? It's like the fight of the century. Let's note, let's note that Caleb's the only one that said, hey, free sword. <laughs> That's fair. Good call, Caleb. Uh, next one comes from Lisa. Lisa said, I can't kill an orangutan. Well, there you go. Well, this one comes just from Mike. Mike's is chicken. Chicken every day. Yeah, that's... All right, and that's it. That is everyone. Look at that. We're hitting hour and 15. That's where Perfect. I was hoping to be. This is awesome. Yeah. Uh, you guys have been great. Uh, appreciate you coming around. Uh, we love being here. We love doing this for you. Uh, this makes us happy. Good so. night, everybody. Good night. Say good night, R2. We out. <laughs>